Hi, we're Tay and Selena. And this is the Building Bridges podcast. Building Bridges. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us, which is finally back for its second season. I can't believe I'm saying this. But yeah, after a small break, a very tiny break, we're finally back for you now. Yeah, this thing called uh, summer happened. So yeah, we took a little break. And nothing happens in Eurovision season. So what have you been up to over the summer, guys? Well, I... I, I worked all summer. I had a very boring summer. I got away to Las Vegas for a week. But other than that, I, I literally have not stopped working. So I, I need some Eurovision back. I need some fun. I need something to watch. I need some entertainment. Yeah, the same for me. I had some assignments. But other than that, I went to Latvia and to Lithuania for like four days combined. <laughs> I didn't see Sudden Lights. I didn't see Chuta Tutu Monica or Sentimentai Monica. I didn't see anyone relevant. How is, how is that possible? Like, aren't they all lined up waiting to see you? Although Sudden Lights had lots of posters over Latvia, so they're really popular and Eurovision hasn't done any damage to their career. Oh, that's good. And no, I mean, summer overall, I think for me, it was also nice. I think I, I took some time for some little vacay. Um, and also, even though the Eurovision season was out during the summer, as per usual, I was uh, lucky enough that I attended some of the, you know, events, both in Czech Republic and Austria. And, you know, I think it was all fun and good, but I think it's all, all good to be back on track now when the Eurovision season is kicking off again and national finals are, are underway. So we're getting close. Like Wait now, yeah. wait. Some some vacation. Weren't you gone away on holiday like almost every week? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, well, but you know, it's you know, sometimes I can't resist my credit card, and she just calling me, use me, use me, and then you know, that's that's, that's, that's the issue. reason why we're back so late is because you've been on holiday for the pretty much nonstop <laughs> for the last two or three months. And yeah, it was it wasn't. I mean, there were there was constantly news over the summer if you were really following it. But I think we can kind of sum everything up pretty quickly. I mean, all summer we would get news like, "Oh, this country is back. This country is back," and occasionally, "Oh, one isn't coming back." So we pretty much have our list of countries. There's just kind of a few on the fence, like um, Australia still haven't said anything, and I think that's the biggest one right now because everyone knows their contract with the EBU is up. And it's obviously very expensive to send Australia to Europe to compete. So the silence from them uh, has kind of worried some fans. Do you guys think they'll be back? Yeah, I think it's, it's you know, they really gained some. I mean, Eurovision is kind of a big thing down under. Probably, like, if you're looking in general to, for the whole, for all the countries, I think they still have this huge amount of, of uh, interest in it. So I'm I'm pretty sure they will find a way. Mm -hmm. They became a part of a family now, so I, I don't think they should be, um, you know, 
abandoned in any way. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward for for have them on the official reveal list yeah. of the participating I mean, from countries. From all I know, it's even like still not sure for CB Action for Australia themselves. The recent information that I have received from you know Aussie Vision and all the Australian fan sites, they have no idea at all what is going mm -hmm. to happen. The only thing I see as a positive is that it's held in Sweden, and Sweden and Australia are like pretty much Eurovision besties. <laughs> it was in some country that was always more doubtful. I would see it maybe a little bit more threatening, but I think I think they should be good. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so too. Yeah, I've got my fingers crossed for that. Uh, Armenia is also a question mark. They were very late to reveal their junior Eurovision uh, contestants, and just with the conflict in the region, you know, that could be in a bit of jeopardy. Um, and then still nothing official, but the rumors appear to be that Montenegro is out and North Macedonia seems like one week they're in the next week. They're looking for money. So there, there are two other question marks too. Yeah. The other, the other news over the summer was, uh, just constant updates that, oh, this country has opened its submission period for songs. Oh, now it's closed. Oh, this country received 432 submissions, blah, blah, blah. So there was a lot of that. Most countries have, uh, are done that now, and they're, they're either sorting through their, their acts and trying to narrow them down for their finals. There's a whole list of those that we will get into at a later date. Um, the big issue, if you're listening to this as it comes out, if you're going to go to Melfest, you need to be ready on Monday because tickets go on sale. Mm. Kind of, kind of tough for me to get over, unfortunately. But maybe, maybe you guys will be able to pop up if you can get some tickets. I mean, mm. if Eurovision would be taking place anywhere else but in Sweden, I will actually, I would actually consider it going. But like, you know, doing Sweden twice in six months um, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Exactly. <laughs> yes. And of course, we've not been completely lazy over the summer. We've got some content for you and collected that. And of course, we're waiting for our big return to publish that. Uh, Eurostars was happening in London. And one of the performers were Taya and Selena, who we've had on our podcast a few times already. Really? I had no idea. And Maybe we should really so name our podcast. We're just waiting for our email. And when we finally would reach out to them again. <laughs> And yeah, we got a big pleasure to interview them again before their concert in London. And we also saw them very recently, but I would say we talk about it a little bit after the interview. Let's see what Say Saya and Talina. Let's see what Saya and have been up to. So Taya and Selena, so nice to have you back to the podcast and so nice to meet you for the first time because of course, Sebi and Jan already have. Uh, so let's start by going back a little bit before Liverpool. Uh, so when did you both really get into Eurovision? Like I know, um, like Taya, you've done Beovizia. You wrote a song for the Austrian selection and your parents translated it to Serbian and you competed for the Serbian final. So you must have been a Eurovision fan well before this year. So how did you both kind of find Eurovision and were you fans before this year? Um, yeah, so so we we basically were always um, fans ever ever since we can remember. Mm. Um, as like little children, our parents and our families are big fans as well. So every year we both have our Eurovision traditions and watch with the whole family and and all of our friends. Yeah, um, it's quite similar. Yeah, yeah, and also we had like a special moment when we were like, um, it was two thousand seven. Yeah, I think so. When when yeah. when Serbia. One, it was um, 
that's when we both kind of remember that we just fell head over heels in love uh, with your vision. And that's when we were like, oh, we we really want to go there because um, just seeing um, for me personally, seeing a Serbian woman on on such a big stage, uh, it was such a monumental moment for me to be like, oh, this is what can happen if you just believe in it, work hard, and 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 it's ever like your vision, everything is possible. So that was kind of what yeah. I think um, was our um, story for the both of us, and we didn't even know that that's what um, kind of happened for the both of us. But it's just something we found that... out in an interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same moment basically. Because you both met on an Austrian uh, music show, right? Exactly. Then... It was a singing competition. Yeah. So yeah, and then because you, you reconnected, I guess, at the Czech songwriting camp. So how how did the song end up in the hands of ORF? And then how did you find out that they had picked it to go to Liverpool this year? Um, well, we've we've been friends ever since that uh, singing competition. So yeah. we've always been in the same friend group hanging out all the time, like almost every week, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for some reason. <laughs> Yeah. And for some reason, we just never thought about working together, which is so, so stupid. Like we have, uh, there's an amazing... That's what happens. Yeah, I mean... In the friend group, like yeah, nobody's work. I mean, now you do, you do write songs for the other ones. Yeah, but Sometimes I've also, I've, I've written for, for our friends, like all of the time, but we just never, it never clicked for us to like work <laughs> together. Why? We, we would like always hang out, never like <laughs> write. And then um, uh, I, I was going to to this uh, Czech Eurovision camp and I knew that Selena was still looking for songs. So I suggested to Pella, um, our manager for the whole Eurovision thing, that um, he invites her and then Selena was there and I wrote a song for her actually, a solo song. And uh, we had so much fun that day. We just kind of decided to write Edgar together and that's kind of how it happened. So it was it was just kind of like something that happened, not something that we planned. Mm -hmm. these are the best things yeah not planning yeah. anything how is that feeling now i mean you've worked for this like for months uh maybe even years and you've been lifelong eurovision fans almost um how does it feel now that it's all over like did you have time to process it what did you do over summer like how is that I'm feel i'm still crying i swear to god sometimes i just see there are so many fans you know that do edits of our um videos or like snippets from the internet they put it together and they put some emotional music over it yeah and you see the snippets and I, every time i'm like why is it, why am i so emotional why is it like that <laughs> they are sending me stuff i'm sending her stuff it's like yeah i really want to go back i want to have that back i want to do it again mm -hmm. every year <laughs> We're just gonna send Selena everywhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> One year Selena, next year Taya, and maybe in few years again. Yeah, you know, both as a duo, just like <laughs> maybe as a duo again. <laughs> uh, speaking like... of speaking of Eurovision, um, you, uh, girls, you've been opening actually the grand final. Um, it was quite a shocking news for everybody following Eurovision. How was it for you to start the whole thing um, on Saturday? Yeah, two sides. It was a two-edged sword kind of thing. So, so we knew it's not great news. Um, mm -hmm. As soon as we found out, we knew okay, this is not good for us. Um, mm -hmm. We would have benefited so much more if we were like later on. Um, I also genuinely think if if we were like in the second half, 
we would have had so much more chances to get more points for people to know us and stuff. But that's not the only reason why we place the the way that we play. So at the end of the day, we knew it's something that we can't control anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's make the most of it. And what really was fun for us is to to be first, finish, and then have the whole show to enjoy. Yeah, you can have a full free concert. Like it's pretty much it's over, you know? <laughs> like you, you start with it and then you can just enjoy the rest of what, 20-ish exactly. songs. Yeah. And, well, and we honestly had the best night ever. Mm-hmm. Like it, we were partying, dancing, oh, singing. That, yes. <laughs> that was wild in the green room. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> holy Christ. We saw that. We saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was our next that. question. That was our next question, actually, because like one of the memories I have of watching the grand final was it seemed like every time they were in the green room, the two of you were in the background somewhere, either dancing around or jumping or hugging somebody or you oh know, my like, god, you looked like you had just the best time. It, Dave, do you it, know the meme was where best. Selena was like doing faces with Graham Norton, like she was doing something, <laughs> and she's like. This, I know? felt that it was hilarious. I felt so cool but terrible at the same time because nobody was listening <laughs> no. to the um, who was his name again? Graham Norton. Yeah, Graham. nobody was listening to him because I was like, I was <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments. When you were in the background doing this as well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> it was just it was a good time. My my parents were and and the mm-hmm. um. So our parents were somewhere and yeah. somewhere up there and looking at us. And my my mom just told me that she she was just looking at me, going crazy, mm-hmm. and she whispered to my dad, "Oh my god, she's fucking drunk." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you? No, I didn't. I didn't okay. even drink because I was like, oh. I didn't even. Drop. But my dad was like, same. "Leave her be. She's enjoying herself." <laughs> the feeling of Eurovision. Oh. It has the same effect as alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah no that the green one was crazy but it was so much fun yeah so in that sense we're we're quite okay that we went first because we really had the the time of our lives yeah i had the chance to feed keria <laughs> with no, i'm jealous <laughs> well, yeah, everyone's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, like, you, you have to grab a chance whenever you have you know yeah, and that moment was immortalized too because one of the official EBU photographers actually got a picture of that. So it's on Eurovision.tv forever. So it's, <laughs> what? You haven't seen it? Oh, yeah, it's on Eurovision's website. It's there. That's going to be <laughs> there for this episode. Yes. Official Eurovision site. Can you please send me that? We will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to see it. Well, uh, I mean, uh, opening the grand final didn't really affect the juries as much because you were still in the top 10 with them. But um, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious that you were a little bit disappointed with the televote. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you describe, you know, the atmosphere in the green room at that moment? Mm -hmm. Well, you know that I was until the very end, I was like, we're going to be like on the top you know that's how exactly. i think i try to think i try to think like the most positive way if it doesn't work it doesn't work but i was giving my best yeah. thing you know yeah. i was like we're gonna win we're gonna win yeah. <laughs> i'm uh, going to win no it's not that easy i think it's obvious that selena is the delusional one um, <laughs> <laughs> you need that in life to move on you don't you know that's true so, so the, the thing is selena was always like super super positive about our result Mm-hmm. And I was always so afraid that she's gonna be so disappointed because no, there's like so many factors that like play into into where you actually are um in the mm-hmm. end. But I, I have to admit, so um we did not expect the jury to give us as many points as they did because we quite from the beginning we were like our song is a 
public song. It's it's for the people. It's, for, yeah. it's not a jury song. I mean, maybe some jury people could relate to the topic and stuff, but you would actually have to like really read into it because no one like really gets the song from the first lesson. Right. So we were like, the jury's not gonna give us enough points. Pelle, Pelle and I were like, when when the jury points started, we were like, oh, this is not interesting for us because we're not gonna get any points anyways. And then we were eighth. And yeah. we were like, what? And you this got twelve is... points from Belgium, right? That was. I know. Yeah. We fucking love Belgium now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. But... Now a little bit more. <laughs> but we were like, this is this is so insane and and if it worked so well with juries then it can only go well with the public because we expected the public to give us yeah at least more, more than 16 yeah. points and we needed like what we needed 10 points to get to the top 10 right so yeah, we, it was so close like the place was from so close. 15 there were like nine points in between all of those yeah yeah exactly so like so it was such such a tiny difference which uh was of course frustrating because we did not expect it so we were like oh shit this is not what we kind of hoped for or like expected, but we were we were pretty quickly fine with it because we knew there are like so many different factors that play into it, and there's also a lot of things that we could have done differently to maybe affect that. And then of course being first is yeah. probably the biggest factor, anyways. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Kind of... It was a great time. We had the best evening ever. I'm yeah. never gonna forget that evening. Yeah. I'm never forget that time. That's sure. I'm thankful for that. So you can't destroy that you know not with a ranking excuse me <laughs> i mean it's not okay. always like the result which is the greatest effect of the whole thing you know there's so, like in the past if we remember from turin we had uh, rosaline she ended up 20th somewhere and mm -hmm. she's like the biggest you know viral song all around the place so it's yeah. not always. I would I wouldn't say like it's it's such a great criteria. How do you end up at Eurovision if you know how to use the song? You know. Mm -hmm. And we we were going to ask what your favorite memory was from Liverpool, but I'm guessing that involves a piece of cake and a fin, so we won't uh, <laughs> we won't ask that question. But um, <laughs> no, but every year these these clicks. So cool! It felt so good. You can't you can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been able to keep in touch with them at all? Yeah, of course we're in touch. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, we watch every year and you see on social media, like especially with the pre-parties, you get to know each other a bit before you get to the, the city, right? So yeah. like, did you befriend any of the other artists or other delegations and have you been able to keep in touch with anyone? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I've been I've been staying at Luke's place for a couple of days now. Yeah. And um and and we're good with Mia as well. We're gonna see her. Yeah. I met Mimi Cat in Portugal a few like two months ago when I was on vacation. Yeah. Um been we're in contact with Voyager Voyager as well, as well like Danny almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> Sending me some weird voice memos. Um <laughs> yeah, um Gustav as well. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, we honestly this year has been because we also like we watch Eurovision, of course, every year. And, and we kind of had the feeling that this year was so special with all of the connections between the artists themselves and, and like the friendships that for because it genuinely feels like friendships we made for, for a lifetime yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Well, so tell us about your new song. It's called uh, Bye Bye Bye. It was released like just two days ago, I think. Um Yesterday, what? yesterday, actually, yeah. Yesterday, right. Um, and what's the meaning behind it? And does bye bye mean that you're actually gonna say goodbye to each other? Tell us about it. 
and um, hopefully see you again very soon. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Thank so you. Nice Always. Time. See you very soon. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> All right. That was it. Thank you so much for coming back, Taya and Selena. I think we can call ourselves the Taya and Selena podcast soon. Yes, I was just about to say that just before the interview, saying that maybe we should just rename it. And I think they should be just giving them the platform to, to just speak about Taya and Selena yeah. or maybe say and Talina. They really are sweet. And it was nice to actually get to talk to them face to face for the first time. No, they are fantastic. And I mean, the girls, they know what they do and they're both so talented. And I really wish that their careers will go just up and up from here. I think Eurovision was a great well, start. Well, they did They did just do a, a songwriting camp, so you never know where those songs could mm -hmm. end up. Yeah, and Jan and I just saw them recently again at the OGA Austria party in Vienna. And I have to say there is, you know, they did okay. They finished mid-table, but there is some sort of pride that the Austrian Eurovision fans have for them because there was a little clip, you know, just that showed the moment they qualified and when they received their 12 points from Belgium. <laughs> and um, that was a very short clip, but still it was <laughs> something that we weren't able to enjoy. And I think, you know, they are pretty much more popular than Caesar Samson was, who was third in his year. And I think that's a pretty big milestone because everyone was waiting for them in the crowd and everyone was cheering for them. Now, I wasn't as involved in Eurovision back then, but I, I do have this memory of, of Cesar's success with the juries kind of coming as a bit of a shock. Whereas, yeah. whereas the, you know, Tay and Selena seem to have been popular. People have been bopping to Poe for months, as, like as soon as it came out before Eurovision. Yeah. So I think the final placing there isn't but as I important. I would say this is also a little bit of Crystal Ball's fault. They also they also say that they're not behind it. <laughs> so if you remember that, they're saying we're not Crystal Ball. <laughs> we have no idea what it is. But no, the thing is, like there was a huge um there was a huge attention to them since the very beginning. We I think we all heard that sort of fake demo version of the song mm -hmm. and people were thinking about it, like this is going to be a joke, like Austria. Yeah, whatever. guilty, guilty. <laughs> Yeah, but it ended up being, you know, it's it's like whenever I go to Austria, I always, whenever I'm listening to the Austrian radio, they they always come up with with this song. So so it's all over the sum all over the summer they were playing it. Yeah. So yeah. and this has made me very hopeful for the future and for this upcoming season. And I'm so happy we'll be on this journey together again. And I hope all of you will be listening to us, of course. And I'm really excited that we're finally back. What about you guys? I've been sitting on the edge of my couch doing nothing, just waiting for this day. So yes, I'm thrilled that we're back. In front of your mic. Yeah, just, all day. just polishing the mic, just waiting. No, it, I, I'm really excited that this season, for season two of Building Bridges, I think we had an amazing, um, amazing season, the first one. And I'm, I'm really excited what this season is... Um, having for us in, in the, in the and on that so. note that's why we've taken all our stories from season one and we've now housed them on our brand spanking new website so yeah if you're looking for the old interviews it. if you're looking for some interesting quotes from some of these artists that we spoke to last year head over to buildingbridgespod.com and it's all there and you can see our social media over there and we will keep it updated throughout the season and in case if we will you know be somewhere Eurovision related we will let you know we will keep you updated lots of pictures 
don't forget to, to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Tschüss. Bye bye bye. <laughs>